radio show on the planet. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Check your panties. Aging Mr. Herman. Mr. Herman. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. I'm having chest pain. So sit down, shut the fuck up, take your cock out of your hand, and listen. Joey Valentine. What is up, America, and happy birthday. Welcome to Fat Guy Loves Cake. I am Joey Valentine. It is the 4th of July, Tuesday, in the year 2023, the year of all old 2023. Another Independence Day. I hope everybody has good plans. Have a good time. Be safe out there. Be careful with them fireworks. I am just so happy that I don't have to be at the propane station. I thought of all places I would not get a, <laughs> this holiday off. I was sure it would be doing propane. Because people like to make hot dogs and whatnot. So, I didn't do a show Monday, but I told you guys I wanted to do a special one on Tuesday, the 4th of July, because I am such a patriotic American and I love my country. And I started building the show around funny things, you know, because that's what I do. I'm a comedian. And I thought, okay, let's like come up with some funny facts or whatever. But then I also remembered that on a previous show, I had talked about how divided America is and how I had said that I didn't feel like America had ever been this divided and I wanted to look into that so I did and then as I did my research I noticed like not only is this the least divided America's been but it's kind of you know uh, it kind of takes away from a lot of the things that have happened in history when the country was very divided and so I put together a little thing an essay a book report as it were it's not going to be particularly funny, uh, but I wanted to educate you guys on uh, you know how I think or how I thought that the U.S. was more polarized than ever, and I'd like to uh, to take that back and uh, share some thoughts with you. So, so here we go. Uh, it has become common to say that the United States now is more divided politically and culturally than any other point in our national past, but. I know that current divisions pale in comparisons to those of the mid-19th century. Between Abraham Lincoln's election in November 1860 and the surrender of Robert E. Lee's Confederate Army at Appomattox in April of 1865, the nation literally broke apart. More than three million men took up arms, and hundreds of thousands of black and white civilians in the Confederacy became refugees. Four million enslaved African Americans were freed from bondage. Brondage from bondage. So after the war ended, the country entered a decade of virulent and often violent disagreement about how best to order a, a biracial society in the absence of slavery. To compare anything that has transpired in the past few years to this cataclysmic upheaval represents a spectacular lack of understanding about American history on my part for even saying so. 
Here's a few examples for, to help me illustrate what I'm saying. The profound difference between divisions during the Civil War era and those of the recent past. Today, prominent actors often use award ceremonies as a platform to express unhappiness with current political leaders. On April 14th, 1865, a member of the most celebrated family of actors in the United States expressed his unhappiness with Abraham Lincoln by shooting him in the back of the head. Today... Americans regularly hear and watch members of Congress direct rhetorical barbs at one another during congressional hearings and in other venues, right? On May 22nd, 1856, U.S. Representative Preston Brooks of South Carolina caned Senator Charles Sumner of Massachusetts into bloody insensibility on the floor of the Senate chamber because Sumner had criticized one of Brooks' kinsmen for embracing slavery as his mistress. So this man got into the floor <laughs> and he caned someone. I thought I'd see some rowdy things go on in politics and in Congress. I've yet to see someone get caned. This wasn't even that long ago. We're talking about 150 years ago. I've noticed that recent elections have provoked posturing about how Texas or California might break away from the rest of the nation. Here in Texas, we always say the Republic of Texas, and Texas can secede at any time. And I, I technically that's true, but there's so much red tape to get you know to make it happen. It's just an impossibility. Um, anyway. All this talk about Texas or California could secede, uh, but after a Republican president was elected in 1860, seven slaveholding states seceded between December 20th and February 1st, 1861. Four of the remaining eight slaveholding states followed suit between April and June 1861. So, Americans were thus forced to face the reality that the political system established by the founding generation had failed to manage internal fractures and position the United States and the newly established Confederacy to engage in open warfare. The scale and the fury of the ensuing combat underscores the utter inappropriateness of claims that the United States is more divided uh, now than ever before. Like I said, I said that, and, you know, we, 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 we think, like, about the founding fathers, and uh, we say, okay, the founding fathers got together and they agreed on everything, and they signed this, the, you know, this Declaration of Independence, and everyone was like, cool, man. But that is not even close to true, because the whole reason that we have nation states is because people wanted to go and live where, th you know, with what they agreed with in the separate states in, you know, America. So. You had all the colonies breaking up into states, and there were Republicans, there were Democrats, there were people that wanted religion, there were people that didn't want religion, there were people that wanted slaves that didn't want slaves, and everyone was kind of like, well, then I'm going to live here with this guy and these other guys because they, they agree with me, and there was nothing was agreed upon except that we all signed the same piece of paper. Four years of civil war uh, produced at least 620,000 military deaths, the equivalent of approximately 6.5 million dead in the United States today. The institution of slavery, and especially its potential spread from the South and border states into federal territories, was the key to this slaughter because it provoked a series of crises that eventually proved intractable. So, what have we learned? The division in America pales greatly in comparison to the way people stood on how the country should be run right from the beginning. Everyone's stance on slavery. The fact that that many people took up arms. And you're talking about a lot 
of kids, a lot of even especially the Confederacy, a lot of the soldiers were children lying about their ages so they could fight for their side. These 17, 18 year old boys were going off to fight and die for probably something they didn't even understand. Now, that is a divided nation, and we overcame that. And that's why it hurts my heart so much to see people dwell on the past when we should really just be focusing on the now. Our country has seen very hard times. There is no doubt about that. But I steadfastly believe in my heart that America can always bounce back and recover. With all these inalienable rights and freedoms comes a a price. And that is that it is given to human beings and humanity does not know how to do anything without becoming spoiled. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what religion you are. It doesn't even have to be an America. If it happened in any other country, when you give too much to people, then they start to complain and they want more. And then by the time you get to where we are now, people are complaining about things that they don't even know what they're complaining about anymore because they've run out of things to complain. No one's argument even makes any sense. And with the vast information highway we have available at our fingertips at any given moment, it's so easy to just read something and go, yeah, that really makes me mad. But just because it's in print, just because it's on the web, just because Fox News said it or CNN said it or MSNBC or whoever, just because they said it doesn't make it true. Snopes has made an absolute killing in their career as calling out all of this bullshit media. And it's not just bullshit media for the left or the right. It's both. And I just wanted to just wanted to tell you guys, I know I got all political. I never do uh, get political on my show, but uh, we did. I'm sorry. Oh, beautiful For spacious skies For amber waves Of rain Yeah For purple mountain Majesty Up above the fruit or something. Uh, I'm talking about America. Ooh, sweet America. Okay, that's enough of that. This is Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, and you're listening to the only guy that makes me hot. Joey Valentine on Fat Guy Loves Cake. So I didn't make this a video podcast because I got some complaints from the uh, from the regulars. Got some emails, got some phone calls from some some people I know uh, in real life who uh, listen to the show. And the consensus was they listen to the show on their way to work and they don't need to try and have to look at video because they just want to listen to audio. So fucking boo-hoo. So I guess I'm going back to audio only, and maybe I'll just do a video every once in a while. But I still have the YouTube channel, so you guys, you know, check out the YouTube channel. Uh, Nothing I do on the YouTube channel 
do I ever do on here. So it's all fresh. But yeah, uh, I actually got this message. Uh, let's, let me go ahead and play this for you. Hello, this is Carlos from Nerds Talking a Podcast, and I would appreciate it if you could stop making your podcast with videos. Some of us enjoy the show with audio only. I personally like to turn up my stereo and stick things in my tight little ass while I listen to Joey Valentine. All right, so the people have spoken, and we're going we're gonna to stay with the audio only. <laughs> yeah! All right, so let me uh, do the second half of the show with a little thing I like to call Fun Facts About Fourth of July. Forty fun fourth of July. <laughs> you probably didn't know. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably not going to talk about all of them, but here we go. Massachusetts was the first state to make July 4th an official state holiday. The New England state made it official on July 3rd, uh, 1781. Coney Island hosts a famous hot dog eating contest every year on July 4th. Oh, you know what? I'm sorry. Before I even forget, I have got to wish not only a happy birthday to America, but a happy birthday to uh, a fan of the show. Happy birthday, Kacho Hai. I hope I am pronouncing your name right. I looked up Kacho, and it's Japanese. At least that's what came up in the bingle. So I hope I'm saying it right. And uh, happy birthday, Kacho Hai. And thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for messaging me on the Facebook page. Everybody check out the Facebook page if you have not already done so. So let's go back to the fun facts. Happy birthday, Kacho. All right. Uh, Coney, Island's ho Coney Island hosts a famous hot dog eating contest every year on July 4th. It takes place at Nathan's Famous Corporation's original and best-known restaurant in Coney Island, New York City. But if you can't make it in person, you can still watch the televised event from home because you are a fat fuck. And <laughs> if you are going out of your way to watch televised hot dog eating contests, you probably don't like to do things like standing up from a seated position. A man named Joey Chestnut currently holds the title of hot dog eating world champion after setting the new record at Nathan's. He ate a record-breaking, get fucking this, a record-breaking 76 hot dogs and buns in 2021. 76. I eat four, and I'm about to get sick, and I can put food away. We all know that. There have been 27 different versions of the U.S. flag. The original flag featured 13 stars and stripes to represent the 13 colonies. Today's American flag features 50 stars and 13 stripes. John Hancock was the first person to sign the Declaration of Independence. We all know this. That's where the, exp that's where the uh, uh, expression, put your John Hancock, comes from. President Zachary Taylor died after falling ill at a July 4th celebration. President who? He died on July 9th, 1850, after only 16 months in office. The exact cause of his death is still debated by historians, but many believe it had something to do with the large quantities of cherries and iced milk he had during the 4th of July festivities. That is fucking frightening. Cherries and milk. Dude, he's a bunch of... He overdoes it. He, he, he OC'd. He overcherried. <laughs> Apple pie has been a staple American dessert since the 1700s. Settlers were looking for a new tradition once they arrived to America, and one of the ways to reach this goal was through food, more specifically pastries. Leaving behind their usual British scones and sweets, they were taught how to preserve apples and make pie crust from their fellow Dutch and German immigrants. 
Though earlier versions of the apple pie did exist in other countries, the first recipe for apple pie in America was published in a cookbook in 1796. I like how America is like, like we came over here and they're like, oh, I love crisps. And we're like, no, no, chips. And they're like, well, we have chips. No, they're called fries. They're like, you know what? These fucking fog-breathing motherfuckers, all right, they're going to come over here and they're going to try and make us eat their stupid pastries, so we got to come up with one quick. Well, we got a lot of apples. All right, apple pie. <laughs> John Adams predicted that Independence Day would be a huge celebration for many generations to come. In a letter he wrote to his wife, Abigail Adams, he declared that the day should be filled with games, sports, parades, and laughter. Uh, three U.S. presidents have died on the 4th of July. I already told you one. So James Monroe, John Adams, and Thomas Jefferson all died on the 4th of July. And just so you know, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson died on the 4th of July, the same 4th of July in 1826. There are some copies of the Declaration of Independence with a woman's signature on it. Mary Catherine Goddard wasn't one of the official signers in 1776, but the printer and publisher added her name to the Declaration of Independence after she was hired by Congress to print copies. The 50th star, the one that symbolizes Hawaii, was added to the American flag on July 4th, 1960. John Adams thought Independence Day should be celebrated on July 2nd. He had a point, given that the Continental Congress did declare its freedom from Great Britain on July 2nd, 1776. However, an official document explaining this move to the public wasn't published until two days later on July 4th, 1776, which means that the, you know, the common man wasn't aware of all of this happening until the 4th, so that's you know, the date that everyone remembers it on. Americans consume a lot of hot dogs on July 4th, about 150 million to be exact. Yes, that is correct. According to the National Hot Dog and Sausage Council, uh, Jason War was his favorite council. Anything that has to do with wieners and sausage. Uh, Los Angeles residents alone consume about 30 million pounds of hot dogs on July 4th. Despite what you might have thought, only two men signed the Declaration of Independence on July 4th, 1776. John Hancock and Charles Thompson. The rest of the delegates signed within the weeks that followed. And your final fun fact. Americans spend over $1 billion on fireworks every 4th of July. That's $1 billion, as in butt stuff. That's a lot of fireworks. That's a lot of cheddar. All right, so I won't keep you guys too long. I want you to enjoy your 4th of July. I hope everybody did. I hope that I didn't bore you too much with my history and my facts about America. But I do love my country, and uh, you should too, because it's a wonderful place to live. And a lot of people have sacrificed their lives for the rights and privileges that we have today that so many people take for granted. In the meantime, hug a veteran, kiss your kitty cats, and please be nice to troops. I will see you guys on Friday. There are several sacred things in this world that you don't ever mess with. One of them happens to be another man's fries. Now you remember that, and you'll live a long and healthy life.